you're listening to Geek Jabber Live, the show where the main host has a face for radio and a voice for silent movies. Strap yourselves in and dial up the disappointment. Welcome to Geek Jabber Live. Yes, once again, we are live. If everything is working, we are now doing episode seven of uh, Geek Jabber Live. How the hell did we make it this far? Jesus, oh, <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't ready for that. Jeez, uh, <laughs> holy shit! We're well, at the end of twenty twenty one. Yes, and well, going into twenty twenty two. So a big fuck you to twenty twenty one for all the for all the stuff it's <laughs> thrown at us. <laughs> oh dear. Okay, so as you probably guessed, we've got myself, Tim, and we also had Nick back again as well. Yeah, that's me. I'm here. We're here. We're doing stuff. We're talking, which is, I think, kind of the point of this show. Mm, yeah. And we're actually building a little bit on last show. So last show we talked about just getting your um, getting your router or getting the best router for a particular situation to connect yeah. you to the internet. Now we're yeah. talking about extending that out. So basically building a network basically mm -hmm. around... Um, the router you happen to particularly pick up. Mm, yeah. Uh, Look, I, th I think we're sort of going a bit backwards. I, I think, you know, you really need a good uh, infrastructure in place, whether it be your home or, you know, we're not talking about offices here, but uh, that infrastructure needs to be in place and then you sort of build on top of that. So yeah. we're, we're kind of addressing some issues <laughs> we, <laughs> we should have probably talked about last week, but that's okay. Yeah, well... Um, we're, we're flying by the seat of our pants and uh, sticking yeah. our dicks on the line to in an effort to make ourselves look good, so... Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the context that I'm sort of um, sort of doing this in, so yeah. I think um, we were having a bit of a discussion before the show, so we both went... We both started getting online probably in the mid-90s, so about 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. Back in... Yeah, that, been that long. It has been that long. It's been well over a quarter of a century that uh, the internet oh, has been yeah. mainstream now. And we've yeah. gone from just a, a single computer with a single mm -hmm. dial-up connection to the internet of things, people wanting yeah. to hook up security cameras, smart TVs, their phones, fridges. Yeah. You know, well, look, I, I think uh, you remember from last week, I had all, the, all those uh, connectivity issues with the MBN and like even not having internet for five minutes was a problem, let alone, uh, you know, back in the days of dial-up where you uh, weren't connected all the time. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a very different, like this is what a quarter of a century does in technology. It's just moving so fast now. Hmm. So, um, so I think what that's basically meaning is, you know, it's, We've gone from just needing a phone jack in whatever yeah. room your computer is in to yes. basically needing coverage across um, your entire house. Yeah, and even outside, uh, there's a lot of demand for, um, you know, people expect to be connected wherever they are, whether yeah. whether that be in their office, in their house, or yeah. in the toilet, or, you know, even people that are lucky enough to have, you know, big pool areas and things yeah. like that, they well, expect... Connectivity. Yeah, yeah, even nowadays, I mean, I, I have mixed feelings about the site Whirlpool, but one of the questions that comes up oh. on there is, um, you know, what about my granny flat? That's becoming a, 
Yeah, yeah. Look, um, look. Take take whinge pool with a with a big grain of salt, but uh, yeah, the, you're exactly right, Tim. Uh, people are expecting coverage. Uh, you know, people are building granny flats and um, you know multiple dwellings on one property, uh, or even people with large properties uh, that have um, you know sheds and things like that. They they still expect uh, coverage in there, not not necessarily for you know, full-blown internet. They're not gaming in their sheds necessarily, but, you know, voice, phones, uh, CCTV, things like that. Yeah, so, yeah, it's a very, this is a very big change in the last quarter of the cent- of a century or so. Yeah, definitely. Um, so, cool. I th- so where are we going to start? Um, I mean, I, there was one that I've sort of mentioned. I'm putting an article up at the end of the, towards the end of the, or at the end of the show, which is going to go into this in a little bit more detail. Uh, one of the things I've just noticed covered in the article, but probably isn't in the spirit of the show, just using a single router. With, you know, we're moving a lot past just using a single router for a lot of places yeah. now. So, and I think we yeah. touched a little bit on that last show. We did. And, and look, I, I think it's important to make that distinction. Uh, you know, a sing- uh, when we're talking about a single router, we're talking about uh, probably what you, uh, you know, many consumers are used to in terms of a single wireless access point or a single box that yeah. gives out your yeah. wireless so signal. That, that's that's yeah. basically what I run here because I'm only in yeah. a fairly small unit, so I can get away yeah. with running a single router. But no, yeah. it, um, you very quickly in larger dwellings, yeah. particularly when you hit. Um, no multiple stories, mm-hmm. large bed or lots of bedrooms. That's when a single router is just uh, not capable of doing the job anymore, and that's where that's people right. start turning to um, other options. And yep. we're probably going to start with, and you probably noticed from the run sheet, this is probably my least favourite option: Ethernet over power. Oh, not God. to confuse confused with power over Ethernet. They're two completely different things. Definitely, definitely. Uh, so I think it's really important to remember that uh, those words mixed around the wrong way mean two different things. Yep. So, uh, you know, Ethernet over power is literally um, networking or Ethernet over power lines, your existing power lines. Whereas so, power over Ethernet, completely separate thing. Um, very, very good technology, which is delivering power over your existing uh, switches, over your existing cabling and infrastructure and things like that. Yep. Uh, what we're talking about is that consumer level uh, Ethernet over power. So yep. running uh, networking into rooms or parts of buildings which don't have yep. uh, data cabling or Ethernet cabling. So I think the appeal, and this is why I've seen it um, get used every now and again, the appeal of it is... If you're saying in a rental property and you yeah. can't necessarily put permanent network cables through the walls because your landlord doesn't allow it, yeah. this offers a way of actually using the existing power cable um, cabling yeah. to actually put an, as a substitute to network cabling, basically. That's right. Yeah. So you're basically certain, piggybacking data over your power lines, essentially. And in certain situations, it can work. So things like... If you're, you're doing it in the same room, mm. it can work. But you get problems um, where people have problems is when you're jumping between different power circuits. Yeah. That can sometimes degrade performances a little bit. Yeah. Um, 
You also have the RCD devices, which um, basically offer protection of your your power to basically stop you electrocuting yourself. Yes. Uh, without getting too technical, those can mm. sometimes stop things it from working correctly, as can some extension cords even. So it's basically a case of once you start getting off the single circuit that you're on, it can become more problems than it's worth. Yeah, and that's right. And I think um, it, it's very hit and miss, uh, as you pointed out. In new houses with new cabling, uh, it could work quite well. Uh, but in older homes, particularly where the cabling has been in the walls for many decades, your performance will vary. Um, and certainly the speed and the reliability um, is not going to be there. Yeah. So, yeah, it's it's basically the poor man's Ethernet. So in some cases it can work at a pinch, yeah. but sometimes it just becomes a little bit cumbersome and a little bit of a... And there are workarounds. Sometimes yeah. those workarounds aren't elegant. So, for instance, putting network switches near your, your electrical switch box to get around yeah. the jumping over different circuits and... That gets yeah. messy, and that kind it of starts the purpose. To, exactly, it starts to get very messy, and I think the and hashtag NBN fail. Did uh, did someone just drop out? Oh, I did. Yes, <laughs> hey, thanks for the NBN. Uh, look, and uh, as I was saying, with with wireless technologies getting better and better constantly, um, I think Ethernet over power is you're not really seeing it anymore. I. It, honestly, in 30 years, I've never used it. And there's yeah. a reason for that. Yeah, I've I've never used it. Um, I think for me that it's mainly because I've lived in smaller properties where, yeah. I, I, where Wi-Fi will cover it fairly easily. And when I would need a cable, I'm only doing fairly short cable runs. And I don't really care if they're visible. Like, yeah. I don't really care if they're in the wall or not. Sure. So... Yeah, look, I think if you're uh, if you're going down that path of Ethernet over power, you're really in a bad way. Um, yeah. I'm not saying that there isn't a market for it, but it's very niche and, and very, you know, you've exhausted all other options. Uh, yeah, yeah, avoid it. So, yeah, but basically it's my least favorite out of these options that we're going to discuss. Yeah. Um, you mention uh, you mentioned wireless, so I think it's probably mm. worth jumping into a couple of different ways of actually doing wireless. So I think the um, the big one that um, people tend to get into and mm. can work quite well is what's known as mesh networking. Oh, God, I hate that word. Yeah. <laughs> I'm well, sorry. Look, at the end of the day, mesh networking uh, has lost its meaning. It, you've got a lot of companies out there that are exploiting the term and, and applying it to consumer-level Wi-Fi stuff. Yeah, look, look. Um, I mean, yeah, the, I mean, it does have a drawback in that um, you know, each manufacturer is doing their own thing. They are yeah. sort of, there are a lot of common themes, yeah. but there's also a certain amount of proprietary stuff going on, which means Definitely. you can't always mix and match equipment. Yeah, and, that's right. Um, you, and you also hit the problems with um, 
with if say in five years time you want to expand your network and the stuff you're mm -hmm. using doesn't get made yeah. uh, isn't getting made anymore you know you basically have to redo it all from scratch that's um, right and, and not just not just that like even if you don't want to expand your network and you you've you've built a network based on uh, a particular brand or a particular model of device you may not get firmware updates anymore, which means, you know, you're potentially leaving yourself open to security issues but, as well. But having said that, if you plan it out, it can work reasonably well. It just requires a little planning to get around yeah. another technical issue. Um, so my understanding of how a lot of these ones work is you're basically using two different Wi-Fi channels. So That's right. You basically have you connect to one, and then it basically repeats it back to your main router on a second channel. That's correct. Yeah. Uh, so so I, I guess it's important to talk about how mesh networking works. And yeah. um, look, it has its place. It, it's good for um, people that can't uh, physically cable their Wi-Fi access points uh, to to a switch using Ethernet cables. Mesh networking allows you to, uh, I guess, bridge that gap wirelessly. Now it does come with some drawbacks. Um, speed and performance is one of them, depending on where you live, especially if you're in a built-up area. And again, another hashtag NBN fail. <laughs> oh, great! <laughs> but yeah, I think I know where you're going. It's it's basically in a built-up area where you've got a lot of yeah. wireless access points. You That's have right. to pay careful attention to what channels are being used. Yeah. To make sure that you're not getting too much contention on a single channel because Correct. that exactly. that's where that's where a lot of those performance issues creep in is where that's right a channel particularly on the 2.4 gigahertz band which is where you've got more limited channels mm -hmm. um, that's where you tend to get the performance issues um, to basically too many things transmitting on the one channel you get that's performance right. issues um, so, right. so the trick, um, the trick, uh, I'll make, make reference to this in what I'm putting up. A really good trick is most people have some sort of smartphone nowadays. So an Android device, an iPhone, or have access to one. Um, both platforms basically have um, a way of getting a Wi-Fi analyzer type application, which will tell you what's transmitting on yeah. each channel. And that can be a good way of working out what's the least congested and you can plan your network around that. That's right. I, I think it's important to remember though, once, you, once you're talking about mesh networking, um, you're automatically um, basically using up twice as much wireless spectrum as you normally would with a normal uh, standalone access point that's connected via ethernet. So it's really important to plan those channels uh, carefully. And in some areas, especially in, you know, like I said, uh, apartments or city areas, you might not be able to at all. So mesh networking might be a terrible option. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's basically a case of um, it can work. It can work well in some instances, but it requires mm -hmm. a lot of planning yes. to basically get it working well. So it's not okay. quite. It's not quite as plug and play as some manufacturers would have you believe. It's no. something you really need to plan out. Correct. Yeah, and look, and and those people that are experiencing reliability issues or dropouts, that's exactly what we're talking about. Um, you know, unfortunately, to to have a 
proper wireless network, you need proper planning, proper implementation. And the consumer off-the-shelf stuff rarely does it. Yeah. Um, so it's sort of good good to sort of raise that whole issue of planning because it sort of brings up another point that we should have probably talked about a little bit more at the start of the show. Um, and that is basically, yeah, this stuff is the type of stuff where even now, even though the technology is starting to mature a little bit, you really need to have a little bit of knowledge to get the most out of it. Yeah. So if yeah. you're if you're just um, going to the shop for the first time, not knowing anything about this, it can be really overwhelming. And yeah. So the idea behind all of this is not really to say buy this equipment over that equipment. It's basically giving you the pros and cons of each option so mm. that you can go to somebody who is maybe a little bit more technical and most of us know somebody that's reasonably technical to basically have discussions about what systems would work best in the environment that you're in and yeah. then getting assistance in doing that planning to get the right equipment and the right setup. Yeah. And I think part of that is actually, if, if particularly if you're looking at building a house or renovating or, you know, that sort of thing, if you own your own house uh, or you're, you're planning to own your own house, I think uh, planning a network and cabling is extremely important. Yeah. So it's even worth, um, if you are, you know, if you are one of these, um, lucky people that um, saved up enough smashed avocado money to be able to buy a property um, yep. that you're now building. Um, yes. You know, if you're building it from scratch, then yeah, that's where it is worth having these discussions even yeah. before you build the house. That's right. Because it's pointless having these discussions after the walls have gone up because you, uh, just like PowerPoints or light switches or where your lights are going to go, networking should be part of that consideration uh and, uh, very few people actually think about this yeah and as we mentioned at the start of the show because of the expectations of what we want to run now it's now's the time to start thinking about having these conversations yes but i suppose yeah. we should um speaking of which we should start going into our basically our final two options so um one is um basically getting someone in to just completely cable up your property yep so this is where you are um basically getting someone in to run cables through the walls to put the mm -hmm. appropriate points in in, a, in the rooms that you need and then having yes. them terminate at a at a patch panel or networks which usually somewhere hidden away like a garage Yes. Or where it was convenient for you. And basically having that permanent network cabling in your home. Yeah. So that that's, I guess, the ideal solution. Like, so if you are looking at renovating or, or building, uh, if you can run data cabling or Ethernet cabling, even if it's just one port, you can run two ports or four ports, whatever it is. But if you can at least run that one port to more or less wherever you've got power, then you're in a really good spot because it allows you that flexibility to plug devices in, whether you, you might decide, okay, that one port's not enough. You may put a switch. 
We might put a dropout in there. We'll add a dropout in there. That's, that's just for good measure. But yeah, as I was saying, if you can cable up your house just as you cable up your power, if you can run Ethernet uh, everywhere you might need it or where you might even need it in the future. So think about things like CCTV cameras or if you want to install wireless access points in the roof, leave some spare cable or ask your cabler to leave um, spare Ethernet cable. Just even curl up in the roof or terminate in the roof for those future uh, projects. Yep. Um, so yeah, yeah, the, it is basically a situation where you do need to do a bit of planning still. Yeah. Um, so you want to know, you you want to work out, okay, what am I running, wanting to run in each room? So, that's right. um, I want a kind look, of smart. That's right. And we're, look, we're not, ex- we're not expecting people to be network experts and say, you know, this is exactly where I want stuff, but there are people out there that you can ask or lean on and say, look, all I want is connectivity. I just want my shit to work. Doesn't matter what room it's in. There are people that will do that for you. So you just have to ask those questions. Yeah, so um, yeah, it's basically getting the assistance in to basically plan that out. And it also can be a little bit pricey. Um, it can do, yeah. yeah. I think it's getting um, better, but um, it can yeah. be a, fair, um, a fairly expensive option. The other yeah. downside is if you're in a rental property, you basically have to have a very forgiving landlord. That's right. Look, and, and talking about price for a moment, it's always cheaper to do it from the get-go before those walls go up, before that chip rocks up, because it's a hell of a lot more expensive to try and run cable in a wall that's already up. Uh, speaking from someone who's done that, it sucks. It's a shit job. No one wants to do it. Uh, so you'd be paying good money for cablers to to come in and retrofit that later. Yeah, and I suppose the other thing that, and I've just had this brainwave now, the other thing they need to be careful of is um, older, this is more an issue for older homes. Yeah. Um, basically having to work out any asbestos that might be in the walls because, yeah, that's, yeah. that's stuff you do not want to disturb for obvious reasons. No. No, no, definitely not. And that just adds to the, the, the cost. But uh, yeah. yeah. Look, I think, um, well, look, Tim, what's your perfect solution there? What, um, if you, if, if no, no expense spared, what, what would you do? Okay, so um, what I'd be doing, and this goes into our last option, uh, I would be getting proper Ethernet ports um, cabled into where I need them, so I'll be working out what will be one, what I will need cabling for, where I want yep. it, and run the appropriate network ports to those locations. Mm-hmm. Um, to get the best Wi-Fi, I'll actually, I'd actually go into the last option that I have. Rather than using mesh, um, I'd be using wireless access points with a network cable doing the backhaul. So rather than doing two yeah. Wi-Fi frequencies, I'd actually be using a network cable to a wireless access point. Yeah, yeah. And you raise a really good point. Having discrete separate Wi-Fi access points that, that are separate from your router. So your, your router is just one device that provides uh, internet and connectivity to your network. But you can have separate Wi-Fi radios. And I think we, we spoke about this briefly last week. Or last time, sorry. But having discrete, I guess, antennas, if you want to call them that. Yeah. 
and basically having your Wi-Fi coverage done that way with the to network. your core network. Yeah, to your, your, your main network via a network Correct. cable. Yeah, that so you, you're splitting up those. Yeah, so it basically yes. avoids the problems of that, that plague some of the mesh networks. That's right. And, and you're basically spl splitting up the responsibility. So your router is not doing all of the Wi-Fi as well. You're palming that off onto dedicated devices that do that one thing really well. Yep. I mean, the, the only consideration I would add to that is um, now that we're getting faster Wi-Fi speeds, it's mm. no longer sufficient for gigabit um, Ethernet to basically handle that. So... That's where we're now seeing equipment that's capable of 2.5 and 5 gigabit. Yes. That's part of this stuff. Um, in terms of having a network switch to connect to, you probably want to have a couple of ports capable of the faster speeds. Yeah. Just I so think, though, that that is really reserved for those high-end users. And it, like even a lot of commercial Wi-Fi equipment is still using gigabit ports because realistically do you need two and a half gig coming down on your wi-fi uh the answer is almost no well unless but, you're doing things like um high-end video editing at home over yeah, wi-fi that's right not. but which is where that proper network planning comes in like if you can cable up your computer your your big workstation you're you're more better for it uh, cable is always better than wireless yeah because um, the other thing we didn't touch on is that um, particularly with the older Wi-Fi standards, they tend to be a shared medium. So yes. the bandwidth is basically shared amongst everyone. That's Whereas, right. And not just everyone on your network, everyone adjacent to your network too. So if there's interference or other networks around you, uh, those will slow you down as well. Yeah. So hopefully this gives people a bit of food for thought to... Uh, to basically help plan out their networks a little bit better. Mm. Um, again, it's we're only sort of generalizing here. If you were to give yeah. all the individual ins and outs and everything, we'd be here for a month, and I think most of people would tune out if we did that. <laughs> yeah. So the, the idea is just to give you a general overview of how these work so that... Um, you can get an idea in your head of what each of them looks like, and then you can choose a system and plan a system that is going to work for your particular environment. Or yeah. if you need to, you can talk to someone with the technical skill to help you plan out what you're seeing in your head. Yeah. Um, I think you made one other point before the show that I think we might just bring up as a final word here to do with data cablers yeah look if you're not a networking expert and i'm guessing the majority of people listening to us today are not uh they might not necessarily know what they want they just know what uh, sorry they don't know how to to achieve uh solutions to their problems so the problem might just simply be i want wi-fi coverage everywhere throughout my house outside my house um you've got to be careful with data cablers. So electricians, data cablers, they can run a cable from A to B, no dramas, um, nothing wrong with that, but they don't necessarily know what or anything about the equipment that you're connecting to those cables. So once you start asking the hard technical questions, that's where they might sort of 
sort of put out their hands and go, oh, I, I don't know. So you really need an IT expert there um, to guide you or be that middleman. Yeah, so, and if, if you're not that person, most of us know that, know that person. Um, yeah. So there's usually an IT expert in the family or a friend or someone that you can lean on um, yeah. that you can say, okay, I've heard about mesh networks. I think this will work for me. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of get your help in planning that out. Yeah. And look, there there are companies out there that will come out and do an assessment, usually for free. Um, they'll look at your situation and go, look, this is the best solution forward. Or they'll do measurements. They'll look at your RF environment and look at the interference and things like that. Um, there are companies, depending on where you live, uh, there, there are companies out there that will, will do that for you. Yeah. And of course, um, you can always come in and um, if you go to geekjabber.com, um, you can get a link in our social section to our um, to our Discord server. So nice little, uh, nice little uh, segue into a plug there. And you know, if, you ha- if you have questions, you can sort of jump into the Discord server um sometimes it'll take a little bit of time to get an answer if we're all asleep or we're not at our keyboards but if I, if we see a question there we're generally happy to go in and answer it so can, yeah. feel free to come yeah. in and ask if you want clarification on any of this yeah definitely look if you've got questions hit us up on discord or you know a bit of a shameless plug if you don't mind tim but uh look if you do have any uh if you live in new south wales or the act uh, um, in Australia, of course, and you do have specific requirements, feel free to email my company directly. Uh, the email address is solutions at halide, H-A-L-I-D-E dot systems. Um, one of us will help you out. Um, we, we do this for a living, um, but uh, we can certainly point you in the right direction as well. Yes. And I suppose as a final plug for the site, uh, I will be putting up an article as well um, shortly after the sh- um, we conclude, it'll be on extending your network, which is sort of a bit more thoughts on the different options I've prevent- presented here. Um, so you can always go to geekjabber.com, have a bit more of a read up. Uh, we'll also have the show for download shortly after the show concludes as well. And as a final thing, um, I will be I will be from tomorrow doing what's known as what I'm calling Christmas week. So I've actually found a couple of uh, little indie Christmas type games um, to basically have a bit of fun with. I've started the process of reviewing some of them. So those will be going up over the next week or so. And I've found one particular game. I won't go into many details now. Um, You'll just need to wait for the review to go up. But I think it's about the worst game I've ever reviewed. (laughs) I don't think you've even told me about this one. I, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Yes. So, yeah. So, over the next couple of days, be prepared to read the review of about the worst game I've ever seen. Looking forward to it. Yes. And um, I think um, I think it's time to wrap this show up. So, thank you for joining me again, Nick. No worries. Uh, glad to be here and glad to speak to all of you. Sounds good. And... Um, We'll see you on the interweb soon. Yeah, cheers.